Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another Double Podcast Day. This is your host, Arsenio, bringing to you today some juice. Some juice in terms of Q&A, some juice in terms of me not like being bossed around anymore, okay? Now, of course, the question was, hey, how come you don't work at an international school instead of working at, of course, a language center? Well, there's a difference between being told what to do and not being told what to do. Guys, this is why I am a solopreneur. I am an entrepreneur. Because the first thing first, if they say, hey, are you free this time in the morning? I say no. Now, in America, they would say get out. Okay, they would fire your ass in two seconds. But you know what? Here in Thailand, they say, okay, no problem. And so let's talk about this first. Let's talk about how this actually works. First and foremost, I'm not a guy. I like to be my own boss. I don't, I'm, I'm like a guy that doesn't like to be told what to do. All right. I used to be a dental assistant for three years, and I was so sick and tired of these punk-ass dentists throwing flowable composite and all these materials up against the wall because I didn't get the right tip on the flowable composite to begin with. This is what happened in, of course, Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to Australia. You know what? And so I'm going to preach a bow this morning because I am so grateful, so grateful, as always. But, <sighs> I mean... It, it was it was that moment where I'm like, you know what? I hate taking orders. It used to piss me off. Now, if you're giving constructive criticism or you're giving me insider revelation like what my content writer does right now, she's like, hey, you know what? You need to look into WeChat. You need to get someone to figure out this Weibo so you can start reaching out to the Chinese market. Okay? that Those are orders, but that's like, oh my God, that's brilliant. That's exactly what I need to do. But you know what? On top of that, sometimes motivation isn't like that. Okay, sometimes, you know, criticism, not even criticism, but uh, being told what to do isn't like that. They say, oh, you've got to have this on. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know what? I'm going to give you a moment. Okay, now the first moment, and then I'm going to go into the next moment. So the first moment was when I met this entrepreneur who actually had a tire shop and a cafe. Right? This is in the south of Thailand. She was the first one that came to me. She was like, hey, I would like you to teach my son. She got together a group of like five children. She's like, okay, I want you to teach all of them. And I said, okay. I said, okay, that's easy. That's easy. She's like, you know what? I'm going to set up a business for you. I said, really? She said, yeah, there's this little shop over here. It's about 3,000 baht per month, basically 100 US dollars. So you can stay there. Now, did I make, uh, did I make a substantial amount in terms of, hey, did I actually uh, profit at all? Because, of course, being paid the way I was in the South isn't like being paid what I am today. But it doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is the whole entrepreneurship. And this is what got me into it. This was the particular individual that said, hey, I'm going to set up a shop for you. You could teach at this place. You just got to pay the monthly overhead. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And I think this was probably the beginning of my whole entrepreneurship. And now let me tell you what the turn was. Okay. Now, now that I no longer work at this job. Okay. I was approached by two young, well, not two young individuals, two individuals early last year. They messaged me. First they called me, then they messaged me. Okay. They were like, hey, we know how you teach. We want you to teach an HR executive from this bank. I said, deal, bet. I said, when? They said, Sunday, 9 a.m. I said, oh, my God, I got this stupid-ass job I'm working at. Of course, it's my full-time job. What am I going to tell them? For, like, two months, the manager and everybody kept saying, are you free? Are you free? Are you free? I said, no. I want to do my own thing on Sunday morning. 
But my old thing was actually teaching an HR executive. And you know what? This is what happened. Because I ended up becoming that solopreneur right after that. Because I literally said to them, hey, no, I'm not free. I'm going to rebel against you. I'm not doing this anymore. I want to make it break my own assets and I want to make more money. But of course, if I would have told them that, I probably would have got fired. I just said, no, I want to go on a meditation routine every Sunday morning. And so I did. And guess what? Probably two months later, hey, Arsenio, we have a project with the bank. You want to teach four uh, audited executives? I said, hell yeah. They said, okay, Monday morning, Thursday morning. I said, okay, I'll put blocks in my schedule. Next thing you know, British punk-ass teacher, he forced me to go to a company that I've already deemed to be racist. And he's like, oh, no, they want you. I was like, bullshit, they hated me from the beginning last year or two years ago. Are you serious? You're going to sit here and tell me that they want me? Within the first week, boom, complaints came. Oh, he's too charismatic. He has too much of a personality. Who's, he's too this. He's too that. Why am I telling you this? Because it fell on the same days that I was teaching my own personal solopreneur project. And I said, I'm not giving up this project. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can get the hell out of my face. And you know what? Got another project in October. Uh, teaching, who rich people, literally. And it was the best project ever. I was teaching them an examination called TOEFL, which was on Thursday afternoon from 1 to 4 p.m. And I loved it so much because, oh, man, I made a, first and foremost, it was a lot of money. Second, it was the fact that I kept rebelling against a job that was dying. Was this last year? Was this last year? This had to be last year. Yeah, this had to be last year for sure. Yeah, because it was around the same time that I got fired from the stupid-ass Toshiba company. So anyways, basically, guys, what I'm trying to tell you is when the opportunity presented itself, I took advantage of that opportunity. Okay? When they said HR executive, I said, hell yeah. Obviously, because it was 60 to 75% more than what I got paid per hour. They said, hey, audited executives, you want to do this? I already knew it was going to loophole into a new life. Boom, TOEFL project. Boom, two other projects. Boom, English camp. Boom, all of these things started happening. Now, of course, with that particular person, it's a dying relationship now, and I'm going to pretty much cancel them off by the end of this year. But you guys understand how powerful and, and what I ended up transpiring into. Because now that I'm a solopreneur, I make and break my own assets. First and foremost, I don't like having people in my pockets. Now, let me put it this way. A project that I'm currently working right now, they take 50% of the profit. Now, a lot of you in America are like, well, I'd be, I'm a dental assistant. They only pay me $12 an hour. The dentist pay. I don't give a damn about all that. I don't, I don't care about that. All right? Because I used to be that too. I'm talking about the simple fact that I do teach it. And the girls in the office that can't even pay me on time get 50% of my money? Hell no. Nah. You done lost your goddamn mind. So, all of these things started happening. I worked at language centers all around Bangkok. And I know this one language center in the heart of Bangkok, in the heart of the business district that literally pays $11 an hour. God damn, the, the transportation alone is going to be $4 to go home and go back. Well, I'm sorry, go to work and go back home. People are so greedy. And the thing is, when you have a foreign coordinator or a foreign CEO here in Thailand, you're in trouble. Because they're going to do whatever it takes to make their money. Another place! That I used to work for. I used to learn a lot from there. But I realized, oh, I was making, uh, what, $21 an hour, right? Guess how much the student had to pay per hour. 
$80. So I was getting less than 25%. Where was the rest going? Obviously on the house. Is that fair for a teacher to only make less than 25%? Hell no. So I said, you know what? How can I change this? Well, guess what? Now I got a couple of students that I teach on a worldwide basis. And they pay me that. And I know where all that money's going. It's going to me. And I know that I am going to be the focal point and backbone of this particular individual and them achieving a goal. Now you guys know what this whole solopreneur thing is. It's an ugly thing. Okay, I think it was in March or April. I had a terrible salary. No, I think it was May. It was a disgusting salary. It was a deplorable salary. I was still looking for a job. I was still doing this. I was still doing that. And so when you end up becoming this, and then I found a job and I said, hey, part-time hours only. He said, yep. So how many hours per week? 20 hours. Okay, well, you know what? Saturday's already nine. Sunday's an additional, what, seven. So all I have to do is work a couple of evenings and I'm finished. He said, okay. I said, I'll pay for everything. He said, yep, pay for my work permit. Yep, okay. Now I can do my own thing. Because now I can stay here in Thailand legally. And I can do my solopreneur. Now, how does this differentiate from, of course, the other things that are out there here in Thailand? First and foremost, if you work for a government school, you're going to get paid between 500 US dollars and 1,000 US dollars a month. Dog shit. All right? If you work for a private school, you're going to make anywhere between 1,000 US dollars a month and probably 2,000 US dollars a month. Now, 2,000 US dollars a month, also known as 60,000 baht, is actually pretty good. But you know what? No. You're not going to tell me how much I'm going to make every month. And so when I started asking myself and telling me these things like, man, man, I ain't going to do a damn thing. I'm going to make whatever I want to make this month. That's when my life changed. That's when it completely changed. And so then, of course, it went into something else. Uh, I went into um, uh, the international schools, which, of course, is the topic of what I'm supposed to be talking about today. At an international school, you get the base. When you first start off at an international school, depending on what international school you're at, the top 10 international schools here in Thailand, you got the bullshit Shrewsbury from England. You got Rumrudi, which is a Thai-owned international school. You got the Bangkok Patana. Then you got the Monster and Nis. This is an extraordinary school. Love it, love it, love it, love it dearly. But you know what? Get paid. Again, base salary starting off, 4000 US dollars. People who are retiring, people who are 50, 60, been working there for 10 plus years, they get paid probably between, I think, six to 10,000 US dollars. However, they tell me when I need to do everything. Hey, Arsenio, the test grades need to be submitted by Friday. I'm going to be like, no, test grades are going to be submitted when I want to submit them. I don't have time for that shit anymore. I don't. I'm not in this 150-year-old historical bullshit-ass academic system. I can't do that. And so you guys are like, man, but that's a lot of money. I don't give a damn about the money. I care about freedom. Remember, I was about to accept a job at 60,000 US I mean, I'm sorry, 60,000 about 2,000 US dollars a month, which is probably the top 15% in Thailand. And I said no because they didn't allow me to come. They didn't allow me or wouldn't allow me to come 15 minutes later than what my scheduled time was. No, you have to be on time. Actually, you have to be here 15 minutes before. I said, fuck you. You ain't going to tell me when to come. I'm going to come when I want to come. All right? Oh, so, guys, international schools, basically, if you're at an American international school, you get the American holiday. British, uh, British international school, you get the British holiday. American holiday, obviously, one by third December. Oh, we'll pay for your flight ticket home. You have one month off. One month off from what? Doing what I love to do? Uh, no. You're telling me when to take, wait, 
So June, July, August, I'm off. Yeah, you can, you have 10 weeks off, paid. But you're telling me to take off what I love to do? So what, I'm just going to go home and just suck up a whole bunch of oxygen for two and a half months, do jack shit, and then come back to school and get ready for slavery again? I can't do it. Now, if you guys, best of luck to all you teachers out there who are actually doing this, who, who actually do this on a routine basis. I got nothing but empathy. I got nothing but support for you guys. But that's not how I work. I want to say, hey, when are you available? Okay, I'm available at this time. Okay, $50 an hour. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so I'm going to teach you this day, this day, and this day. That's my schedule. When I go to Bali at the end of the year, stay there six months in the heart of Ubud, which is a goddamn tropical jungle, I'm going to be teaching my students online creative projects, creative videos, creating so many different things. I'm still going to be getting paid. I don't have to. And yes, being a solopreneur, if I'm not teaching in class, I'm not getting paid. That's how it is. But I'm completely fine with that because now I'm going to be teaching online. See, guys. That's the beauty of becoming a solopreneur. All right. Now, you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to get smacked in the mouth. Things are going to happen. You're not going to get much money. You're not going to get a high salary this month. You're not going to get a high salary every month, probably. But once you do, you're going to realize all those dark-ass times that you didn't get paid much. It was for that moment right there that you're enduring all that success in. The 5000 US dollars a month, the 10000 whatever it may be, whatever figure you're out to get. This is why I'm a solopreneur. This is why I'm a solopreneur teacher. This is why when people come up to me and say, hey, can I pay you $13 an hour, $15? I'm like, uh, sorry, I actually have a business online. I can't do that anymore. It's, it's like, okay, am I going to go make, uh, am I going to make, what is it? Am I going to make uh, $16 in two hours, $8 an hour? Or am I, I going to go make $100 an hour? You see what I mean? It's a no-brainer, right? So this is what happens. This is the beauty of making and breaking your own assets. It's going to be difficult in the beginning, but you got to figure out ways that you can, of course, stretch out that income. Always have your emergency fund. Have your savings over here. Have your check in and live by little by little every day. Have a set meal to go by every day. So you know you're not going to overspend or underspend. Jot down all your expenses. And then once you get to that plateau where you're like, hell yeah. I'm now making me some money. There you go. Continue to save. Continue to build up on that emergency fund. Continue to invest. And you know what? As an international school teacher, a government school teacher, a private school teacher, you're just being told what to do 24-7. And then you're going to retire, what, at 60, 65, depending on what country you're in? And then you're just going to wait to die in 30 years? No, thank you. You're not going to tell me to take, take eight weeks off. You have a holiday. Yeah, a holiday from what I love to do. So you don't want me to do what I love to do for 8 to 10 weeks? Bye. I'm finished. I'm going to do what I love to do every day. Speaking, teaching, working out, inspiring, and motivating. And you're never going to tell me otherwise. That's how I do it. That's how I roll. So if this relates to you, hey, it's time to get to it. If it doesn't relate to you, hey, you know what? You just listened to a huge spout on the Arsenio Buck Show, as always. And you know what? All I'm trying to do is just relate to you guys what I've been through. And maybe you'll say, ooh, I've been through that too. But I did this instead. So let me reevaluate this, reaffirm, and let me, you know, continue firing. That's how this works. And guys, with that being said, 
Thanks for tuning back into another podcast. Stay tuned for more and more and more. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.